today from the New Revised Standard Version. We'll be reading from the New Revised Standard Version. It's different if you read from the English Standard Version, but today we'll be reading verses 23 and 24 of Psalm 37 from the New Revised Standard Version. Uh, there you'll find these words. Our steps are made firm by the Lord when the Lord delights in our way. Though we stumble, we shall not fall headlong, for the Lord holds us by the hand. Our steps are made firm by the Lord, when the Lord delights in our way. Though we stumble, we shall not fall headlong, for the Lord holds us by the hand. Amen. This is the word of the Lord, and we pray um, that it finds a place deep in your hearts and bears fruit in your life. Uh, for the time that we have together uh, on this day, uh, we'd like to tag this text with the topic, Walking in the Way. Walking in the Way. Walking in the Way. It is interesting, the reflections and realizations that getting older affords us. As I have approached another birthday, and a milestone birthday at that, my thoughts have largely centered around the journey thus far. Accepting the fact that while I am still young, don't get it twisted, <laughs> I'm not as young as I used to be. This was probably no more evident to me than a couple of weeks ago during the recent halftime show during the Super Bowl. I was hearing the songs of my youth and younger adult years now being performed as if they were classics. I was excited about the performances, but also realized that it hadn't just been years since some of them had first become popular. I realized that for some of the songs, it had been multiple decades. And I'm embracing the reality of being settled into adulthood in the, by the many of the markers that we use to make that designation. I'm a husband and a father. I'm working in a second vocational career. I have, I have bills, <laughs> I have gray hairs popping up all over the place. I have reached a place where people who are younger than me are looking to me for guidance and wisdom while simultaneously recognizing that I still have so much to learn. The journey of life has taken me in some unexpected places and some unanticipated directions. It has broken me and remade me time and time again, sometimes for good and for bad, I have found myself tracing the steps of my life in order to answer the question of how did I get here? And while it might not be a birth milestone birthday weekend for you, I am sure that if you take time to reflect on the journey of your life, you too can ask the question about how you got to the place where you currently are. Some of us have much longer roads to recap because there is more life behind us than in front of us. Others of us have the realization that while we have had a few years and maybe a couple of decades of lived experience, the time before us is not promised. And I can honestly tell you that whatever your stage in life is, the, most, the more important question about our lives is how do I move forward from where I am? Being more intentional about how we approach the time we have before us, be it one day or one decade, is how we move towards a life that is more purposeful and more aligned with who God is shaping us to be. 
The reflection on what has been is helpful only in as much as we take its lessons to help shape us as we move forward. The rhythm of our lives is found in recognizing how the pace of life has helped or hurt us, helped us or hurt us in making the necessary adjustments so that the pace of our lives moving forward can help us more than hurt us. Let me say that again. The rhythm of our lives is found in recognizing how the pace of our life has helped or has hurt us and then making the necessary adjustments so that the pace of our lives moving forward can help us more than hurt us. We can't be stuck living in the past successes or the past failures. We should be learning from the past as we step forward into whatever the next thing that God has for us is. And it's that last phrase uh, that is paramount for us because the goal of our lives should be walking in the path and the places that God has for us. And we've talked a lot over the last month about how we discover that giving ourselves permission to pause, recognizing when we need to seek solitude, spending time in the presence of God in an authentic, unencumbered way, meditating on the instruction of God so that we can drive our roots deep down into the nourishment of God's instruction and God's spirit. All of this helps us to create or recreate a rhythm for our lives that keeps us grounded and connected to the ways in which the spirit of God leads our lives. We can spend time trying to establish the plans that we want for ourselves, but God's ways are better and God's plans will be more fulfilling. And in order to know more of God's plans, we need to know more of God. The way will not always be sunshine. There will be some storm clouds along the way. But I believe that there's some folks in the comments on Facebook and on YouTube. There's some folks dialed in on the phone line and on Zoom conferencing platform today who can join me in testifying um, to testifying that when we take the long view of our lives, we see the hand of God guiding us and leading us and keeping us on the way. We see the ways in which God has kept us. And, um, and though every day wasn't a good day, trying to walk in the way with God has proven to be the best thing for us. And this is the place of reflection uh, that we find the author of our psalm, David, the king of Israel. David has reached a place of remembering the journey of his own life. And from our first introductions to David in 1 Samuel chapter 16, when he is anointed as a successor to Saul, who was Israel's first king, David was one of David's life rather was one of great adventure and activity as he served and eventually stepped into his leadership role as king. His life, y'all, had some epic highs being anointed the king in waiting, killing the Israelite enemy Goliath, returning the Ark of the Covenant to Jerusalem, and unifying the nation. However, his life was also characterized by some epic lows, being almost killed and exiled by Saul, losing his best friend Jonathan, the whole debacle with Bathsheba and Uriah, chaos and infighting in his own family. However, through it all, God had kept him even when he didn't want to be kept. In fact, David has become known as a man after God's own heart. 
This was in large part because of his desire and his efforts to put God first in all that he did. David's pursuit of God was well document throughout, documented throughout the Old Testament and even through many of the Psalms. And as David in this moment reflects on his life, he picks up his pen and jots down the words of verse 37. Uh, we know that this psalm is written towards the end of his life because of the words that we've come to know uh, from verse 25 that say, I was young and now I'm old, but I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging bread. Not only was this David's testimony of his interaction of God, it, with God rather, it was good wisdom. It is good wisdom for us to hold on to. Y'all, the message is simple. God takes care of those who seek to walk in the way of God's instruction. When we trust God's instructions, we can count on God's protection and God's provision. This is what we discover in the words of this psalm, a constant reminder that the right path is the right path is the righteous path, and the righteous path is the path that follows the instruction of the Lord. The psalm opens in verse number four, juxtaposing the outcomers of the evildoers and the righteous. Uh, the, uh, David says in these verses, fret not yourself because of evildoers. Be not envious of wrongdoers, for they will soon fade like the grass and wither like the green herb. But trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and befriend faithfulness. Delight yourself in the, law, in the, in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. This is the refrain that is rephrased and echoed throughout the psalm. Uh, we have to trust in the way of the Lord because it is the way that ends in stability and security. And it is verses, 20, verses 23 and 24 that as I reflected on this entire psalm, captured, captured my attention. Uh, its admonishments are simple, yet its impact is significant for the life of the believer. The steps of a person are established by the Lord, where the Lord delights in their way. Though they fall, they shall not be cast headlong, for the Lord upholds their hand. Uh, thinking about my own life's journey, it was a reminder about the fact that following the Lord, walking in this Christian way, trying to heed the instructions of God is not about perfection, but it's about progression. Somebody ought to type progression in the comments right now. Uh, in fact, I would suggest to us that we are made perfect through our striving to progress in the ways of the Lord. Uh, in his volume, The Long Obedience in the Same Direction, Eugene Peterson says this, quote, And I yet decide every day to set aside what I can do best and attempt what I do very clumsily. Open myself to the frustrations and failures of loving, dare, daring to believe that failing in love is better than succeeding in pride, end quote. And in this, opening ver in this opening of ourselves to the way of the Lord, we find ourselves often less comfortable, yet, character yet in character-forming places and relationship. It is in these verses that David concisely characterizes what it means to walk in the way of the Lord. And this is no secret to many of us. Putting our full faith and trust in God is a simple mandate, but not always easily done. 
The ups and downs of a life have a way of testing our trust and forcing us uh, to answer hard questions about what we believe about God. Yet the psalmist's reflection on walking in the way reminds us today that when we trust in the Lord, even as we make mistakes, they still will prove God's faithfulness unto us. The Apostle Paul said it this way, all things, you know the text, all things work together for the good of those who love the Lord and are called according to God's purpose. The ups and the downs work together. The sunshine and the rain works together. The good and the bad works together. The successes and the failures work together. When we are walking in the way of the Lord, we can trust that it is working together for God's purposes and for our good. Yeah, so what then do we learn about walking in the way from these two verses, from this uh, couplet of verses here in Psalm chapter 37? What is David trying to get us to see? What can we learn from these verses? Well, the first thing uh, that I believe that the text teaches us today is that walking in the way of the Lord requires submitted steps. Somebody say submitted steps. Turn to your neighbor in your house and say submitted steps. Type it in the comments, submitted steps. <clears throat> in verse 23, the psalmist writes, our steps are made firm by the Lord, where the Lord delights in our way. The psalmist's testimony about having steps made firm by the Lord point to the fact that, uh, point to the fact of walking on solid footing of being established or walking under authority. And that last phrase is the picture that I like the best. The picture that is being created here is one of moving in the authority of another. In the more familiar rendering of these verses, it says, the steps of the righteous person are ordered by God. Essentially what the psalmist is communicating unto us today is that he's learned that when he has submitted his life to the authority of God's instruction, or more simply put, when he's learned how to follow God's direction, that God blesses his way. Our delights in, uh, the Lord delights in our way when we are doing what the Lord has given us to do. Y'all, one of the challenges of walking in the way of the Lord is, however, that when we get to, when we try to get God to put God's stamp of approval on the way we want to go, instead of submitting to what the Lord would have us to do. Uh, certainly, David's life is an example of this. When he followed the Lord, he was where he needed to be in order to be protected and provided for by God. But when he didn't follow the Lord, he found himself caught up in a web of deception of, and lies which were, which were of his own doing. Proverbs reminds us that we can brainstorm many options, but it is the Lord's purposes that will prevail in our lives. And if we had to look at the steps in our lives when we were trying to do our own thing and asking God to bless it on the back end, things became more problematic for us. Our plans never seemed to come together the way we imagined. Our resources never quite seemed to stretch in the ways we needed them to. Frustration and chaos became our portion. But when we found ourselves following the instruction of the Lord, then God took care of us. 
things may not have been uh, may not have been all that we wanted or all that we desired in some seasons but we can testify that we always had what we needed God never abandoned us God never left us alone God gave us a second wind of energy and strength to endure even in the chaos and uncertainty of uh, even in chaos and uncertainty we found ourselves able to walk in peace and though it might be challenging today we have to find a way y'all to submit our steps to the authority of the Lord and the psalmist notes here he says steps literally as in one foot in front of the other one foot proverbially proverbially in front of the other steps as in the details of our lives and this should let us know that God has something to say about every part of our lives God has instruction for all the areas of our lives our money our relationships our thoughts our health and wellness our paths of work and service we ought never forget that the details of our lives matter to God you might think that God is not concerned with the minute and middle school decisions you have to make but every detail matters to God and the more that we allow God into the details of our lives not just keeping God on the outside and the outskirts of our decision making the more God will be delighted in our way so we have to keep letting God in so that the whole of our lives can be aligned with the will and the purpose of God in fact uh, our prayer ought to be uh, lead me guide me along the way for God if you lead me I shall not stray Lord let me walk each day with me, with thee lead me oh Lord lead me somebody type lead me God in the comments right now walking in the way of God walking in the way of the Lord requires of us to have submitted steps but it also, walking in the way of the Lord also means that we have to endure short-term stumbles. Somebody say stumbles in the comments. Endure short-term stumbles. The psalmist continues in verse number 24, saying, Though we stumble, we shall not fall headlong. This was perhaps the most intriguing part of the text for me. Because just after David declares that if we walk in step with the Lord, uh, that if we walk in step with the Lord, he, he, he basically says that stumbles are going to be a part of the journey. After David says, listen, the steps of the righteous person are ordered by God. And if we walk in step with God, God will delight in our way. He says that there are going to be stumbles on the journey. David, reflecting on the long view of his life, says that even our best efforts are going to fall short in terms of our walk with the Lord. Uh, the, Christian pers the perspective of the Christian journey for some is that we aren't supposed to fall. That once we say yes to Jesus, once we start walking with God, that everything will fall in line. That every path will be clear for us. That everything will fall into place to us. Uh, um, that we aren't supposed to make mistakes. But y'all, today, the truth is that falling is going to happen. Uh, somebody ought to type, I'm going to fall. I'm going to fall in the comments right now. Falling isn't a problem as we walk in the way of the Lord. Falling is a part of the journey as we walk in the way of the Lord. Why? Because we are not perfect. 
We aren't immune to mistakes. Our faith in God doesn't make us foolproof to folly. In fact, I would even push it a bit to say that walking with God sometimes leads us into situations that may cause us to stumble. It may take us into the valley of the shadow of death. The truth is that even though God delights in our way as we are walking, we aren't exempted from downfalls. Y'all, we are going to stumble. So what the text teaches us, that we are going to, stu to stumble, but the text says that we won't fall headlong. We won't fall headlong. That simply means, y'all, that we don't fall down and stay down. Uh, we don't fall down and stay down. We are going to fall down, but we won't find ourselves in despair. In fact, with every stumble we experience, if we can learn to manage it rightly and look at it rightly, it is an opportunity for us to learn more about ourselves and about God. In Proverbs, y'all, it teaches us that the righteous man falls down seven times but gets up eight times because righteousness isn't in not falling. The righteousness is in learning how to get back up again. Y'all know what Donnie said. A saint is just a sinner who fell down but didn't stay there and got back up again. The righteousness isn't in not falling, but it's in striving to get back up again. Y'all, my baby boy turned seven today. Uh, not my baby boy. James is the baby boy. My oldest baby boy. Marvin turned seven today. And wow, it seems so long ago. Uh, he was walking on his own uh, by 11 months and three weeks he was walking uh, on his own by 11 months and three weeks and as new parents y'all Jennifer and, and I were always watching every fall to make sure that he wasn't getting hurt and in the process y'all I'm not gonna lie I'm gonna be honest I didn't realize initially that every with every fall that he would that he had he was actually learning how to walk better y'all better catch that with every time that he fell down he was learning how to walk better he was learning how to balance him himself better he was learning how to make sure that his steps were sure as he moved to the places that he was trying to go to the point now that he'll run around up and down the basketball court up and down the driveway up and down the stairs at the house all the time and maybe uh, this is the lesson for us y'all that when we walk that every time we fall it is teaching us how to walk better the way we learn how to walk is in, in the way is in part by falling on the journey somebody ought to say thank God for letting me fall so I can learn how to walk again uh, and to be clear today I'm not suggesting that we stumble for stumbling sake that we put God's grace to the test and just fall and do things out of the way because we just feel like it that we abuse God's grace as Paul suggests but I'm telling you today that when we do stumble if we can use it as an opportunity to deepen our trust in God because not only do we learn for learn for ourselves and about ourselves but when we fall y'all we learn how to trust God that much more uh, we learn that the way of God is right and true we learn that God even when we do fall won't leave us without a way to pick ourselves right back up in fact God is often right there to reach out his hand and extend uh, and pick us back up so that our stumbles don't become a long-term thing but our stumbles remain a short-term happening so that's how we can have short-term stumbles we got to trust that God is keeping us trust that God is with us trust that God will help us get back up again 
Somebody say falling is a part of the process. Falling is a part of the process. Yeah, walking in the way of the Lord requires submitted steps. Walking in the way of the Lord means that we're going to have to endure some short-term stumbles. Uh, but finally today, walking in the way of the Lord guarantees sovereign support. It guarantees sovereign uh, support. Verse 24 closes with a very simple line. It says this, for, it says, uh, for the Lord holds us by the hand. Yeah, yeah, you missed your shout right there. For the Lord holds us by the hand. The psalmist gives us the reason why our stumbles will be on the short term and why our steps can be secured. And that reason is simple, y'all. It's because the Lord will hold us by the hand. Uh, this is the discovery from falling. Uh, that when we fall down, that God has not abandoned us. That when we fall down, God has not forsaken us. That even in our falling, that God has not left us to our own devices because the Lord, uh, the Lord holds us by the hand. And that in our falling, we learn to trust God's hand because it's when we fall that we learn just how much God has us. Uh, Y'all know the familiar scene in the gospels of Peter and Jesus in Matthew chapter 14 uh, on the sea uh, they were on the sea Jesus walks to the boat on the water and calls for them to come calls for Peter uh, to come to him on the water Peter steps out of the boat uh, and he's taking step after step walking on the water uh, going closer to Jesus but y'all he took his eyes off of Jesus and he started to sink you know the story uh, y'all he could walk on the water uh, but not because the water was secure uh, but because Jesus was with him on the water and when he started to sink y'all he learned how uh, he called on his sovereign support uh, he called on Jesus saying Lord save me and I just came to tell you today uh, that when we are walking in the way of the Lord uh, when we have our moments of stumbling and falling uh, that we can trust that we can call on God as our sovereign support uh, because God knows right where we are uh, God knows just what we need and even in our falling even when we find ourselves sinking deep in sin uh, far from the peaceful shore uh, God yet is with us because God's got God's hand holding our hands uh, God's got a grip on us and in fact I'd invite you right now uh, just to take a moment uh, to think about all the times that the Lord has held you by the hand, that the Lord has helped you up from your falling, that the Lord has kept you together when you should have fallen apart, that the Lord kept you here when you should have been taken out, that God kept you together when you should have been broken into pieces. You ought to consider this morning every bad decision. You ought to consider every questionable situation. You ought to consider uh, every challenging circumstance every crisis moment and discover that God has been your rock and your refuge you ought to discover today that God has been your sovereign support uh, you ought to discover today that God has been a strong tower for you where you were able to run in and find yourself safe uh, you ought 
to discover uh, in the testimony of your life uh, along your life's journey uh, as you've been walking in the way uh, that God's word was true uh, that God will never leave you uh, nor forsake you uh, that God will work it out for you uh, and God will take care of you uh, and after all I've been through uh, in 40 years and one day of my life uh, and after all that you've been through uh, our testimony today ought to be uh, that they that await on the Lord shall renew their strength. Uh, they will mount up on wings as eagles. Uh, they will run and not grow weary. Uh, they will walk and not faint. Uh, your testimony today uh, ought to be uh, wait on the Lord and be of good courage. For along the way, uh, as we are walking with the Lord, the Lord will strengthen your heart. Your testimony ought to be the same as David. Uh, I've been a young, but now I'm older. But I've never, I've never seen the righteous forsaken. I've never seen God abandon God's own people. I've never seen God leave us for dead, nor his seed uh, begging bread. Uh, you might ask me, I, I know a story about a man from Galilee uh, who seemed like he was dead on Calvary's tree, that it looked like God had forsaken him, that it looked like God had left him for dead in his own devices, that God had left him in a, old, in a borrowed tomb after being crucified on an old rugged cross. Yeah, you might ask me today, what about him where the story ends when God didn't forget about him, where God still had God's grip on him, where God had God's sovereign support ready for him, that the crucifixion was a short-term stumble and, a, and he had a major comeback early on Sunday morning when Jesus got up with all power in his hands and Jesus fell down in that grave. Y'all, but he got back up again. He fell down at the hands of Judas. Fell down at the hands of the Pharisees. Hell fell down at the hands of the Roman Empire. But God redeemed his falling. God turned it around and flipped his situation so that on the early on the third third day morning he got up with all power in his hands and the good news for us is that as long as we're walking in the way of the Lord that what God did for Jesus God will do for you that what God did for Jesus God will do for me God will resurrect your relationship God will resurrect your dreams God can resurrect your desires God can resurrect your home life God can resurrect your health situation. God can resurrect all of the things that are happening around you that are causing chaos and frustration in your life and give you peace in the midst of it right now. And so I'm telling you today, put your trust in God. Learn how to walk in the way with God. Yes, you gonna fall, but if you trust him and if you trust his word, God has his hand on you. God has his grip on you and God will be there to support you. Is there anybody here right now in the comments who knows it to be true? You want to say yeah? Say yeah! Say yeah! God will be with us. It's our sovereign support. Steps. Righteous person are ordered by God. So much so that when we fall, we won't fall headlong. 
that our falling is not the end of us, but that we can get back up because God's got God's grip on us. We praise God for God's word today. Come on, let us pray. God, we thank you, we honor you, we praise you for never taking your hand off of us. That even when like a child seeking our own independence, we drop your hand, we walk away, always know where we are. You can always find us. Always place your hand on us. God, help us to submit our steps to your way. Knowing that we're going to have some short-term stumbles. But also recognizing that we have sovereign support that's greater than any fall that we may have. God, be with us. Help us to allow your pace for our life to be the pace for our life. Allow us for, allow for us, God, to forever recognize your presence around us. God, now we pray for man, woman, boy, or girl who is watching this today, who needs to connect with you through your son, Jesus Christ. God, it's our prayer today that you would move on their hearts. Remind them that you've been with them all along. Walk with them every step of the way. Help them to say yes unto you. God, we pray for one who needs to rededicate their lives today. One who needs to get back up again. One who needs to find a way to stand again after they've fallen. Not remain in their fallen estate, but trust that as they get back up, your hand is there to help them. God, we pray for one who needs to partner their lives, desires to partner their lives, who you're compelling to partner their lives with the work and the ministry that we seek to do here through the Mount Carmel Church. God, today would say yes and respond to you today. We thank you, God, for your presence. We thank you for your spirit. So mighty in the master's name, your son, our Savior, Jesus the Christ, we pray. And all God's children said, amen. 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 Amen.